0: Julia, a warm welcome to you, and of course, thank you for checking out the Streaming Wisdom solo and sometimes podcast, a place for you to thoroughly relish in a stream of embodied wisdom, whether it's my wisdom, someone else's, or your very own wisdom, activated by what you're hearing. This is for you if you're desiring stellar shifts in perspective that liberate you from self-sabotage and illuminate your authentic self and true nature. It's especially for you if you love a good yarn showcasing the magic and mystery of life and how enchanting it truly is. And I'm talking about stories with purpose, the kind that bring forth a state of awe optimism and trust in yourself and your fellow humans. These stories are intended to help you cultivate your own wisdom as you pioneer new ways of being in the realms of leadership, health and wellness, inner growth, relationships, purpose, creative expression, and much more. Would you like to know what we're getting up to? well together we'll eagerly ride the waves beyond fear beyond drama and even beyond the pursuit of truth to a place of simply what is real right now about who we are and the nature of reality by tuning in you will also fine-tune yourself to the frequencies of love power and wisdom which is the ultimate intention of Streaming Wisdom. So thank you in advance for the wonderful contribution you are making to yourself that's rippling out to all humankind, all beings, and our beautiful home that is Earth. I hope you're as excited as I am and simultaneously relaxing into a comfy place to enjoy this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I would love to share what this dream is all about in the finer details and who it's for, as I like to do these things up front wherever I can. But this one is going to be just as a surprise to me as it is to you. You see, I received a pretty powerful message this morning by my body. It felt like a really strong body sensation. And the message was... You're going to do a stream today. It's going to be about super abundance and the end of struggle street. And that was it. (laughs) gotta love it when that happens. It's like, thank you for that very high level overview. I can work with the rest. (laughs) But yeah, I can totally work with the rest. So much of this has been up in my life lately. I guess I just didn't really see it until this morning, how much this topic wants to come through. Now there has been a lot of energy building for this one, and I have spent half of my day in super abundance and the other half in almost struggle street. (laughs) So, I feel like I have full authority to speak on this topic today, particularly because I'm right in the energy of it and I've been experiencing the polarity of this too. So, hmm, so much to share from (laughs) so many perspectives. I may as well begin where this all came through, which was very early this morning as the sun is coming up. I was at the park And it was a glorious morning. There was dew on the ground. I had my bare feet connecting with the earth. There was so much golden sunlight on my skin. I felt so nourished. And I'm in this beautiful place doing Qigong. And as I'm doing it, I'm watching the treetops which are dancing with this very gentle breeze and listening to all the birds and just loving and deeply appreciating my life. There is so much richness to my life to have this space and this time and also the awareness to know exactly what my body needs because I was about to launch into all of this work and. I just felt like breaking my own rules (laughs) the way that I'd imagined my morning going because the sun called me outside and my dog was pestering me like, take me for a walk. (laughs) So we left and ended up in this beautiful place and I was just feeling (laughs) so much abundance in my life because I was reflecting over what's been happening in my world in the last few days, weeks, months, even years and I couldn't help but feel, wow, where have I come? Look how far I've come from this place of scarcity to feeling and experiencing super abundance. And just to add to this picture, my dog is spontaneously bursting out of bushes and running past me at full speed with his gorgeous goofy tongue hanging out, in love with life and launching off into the dam. And it was just making me smile every moment, just watching his pure pleasure and enjoyment and being able to run freely in such a vast space. And I was feeling like, gosh, I live in such an amazing part of the world where I have the beach and I have everything I need, but there's also so much space. And I feel like I can go to all these gorgeous places in nature and have time to myself and really feel my own energy when it's not mixed with all the other people's energy and really spend time connecting with the land. And I remember just before I left I scanned all of the trees that lined the boundary of this park and acknowledged them, just loved them, like thank you so much. I never feel alone in this place when there's so many alive amazing beings and feeling their communication receiving their messages not that i understand them nor could translate them i don't know what they are at all but i just feel like i receive so much from them and i'm speaking back to them without even realizing it often so yeah i was just feeling really full of goodness (laughs) and then i came home and all of my plans went out the window i had all these ideas of what i was going to do and there were many curveballs and interruptions from tradesmen to people coming in to do quotes to me sending out invitations to the wrong meetings and people trying to change meetings on me <laughs> and a noisy carpenter all day. And I couldn't record this amazing podcast that my body told me to go home and record. And I was feeling all this struggle (laughs) and frustration. And it was really funny because, oh, the irony is way more entertaining than the frustration that I was going through. It was just too funny, like to be going from this place of feeling so incredible to this immense struggle, just when I'm about to stream about struggle, Felt like my own creation. (laughs) Why did I create this? Well, I don't really know that answer yet, but it feels like I just needed to experience what it was like to struggle again. (sighs) Yeah, struggle again. (laughs) It's really beautiful to acknowledge that it's been a while since I've experienced any sort of struggle when I used to experience it all the time, in fact, it was so often I had no idea that I even (laughs) experienced struggle. I thought that's what life was all about, that there were a lot of challenges, a lot of frustrations, a lot of things not going the right way, and me feeling let down and stuffed around and everything being too hard, It's too hard to be healthy. It's too hard not to be sick. It's too hard to earn a living. It's too hard to be in relationships. (laughs) Oh, it was just a giant struggle. (laughs) And it was down to the very minute levels. Like I used to dread going anywhere socially because it felt like I could have a bad time and I would create all of this struggle around situations that hadn't even happened yet. No matter what was happening in my life, I was somehow, amazingly, (laughs) always able to turn it into an experience of struggle. It was like I was wearing these lens and I saw the world through this way and this way only. I had no reference point to what life was like without struggle. Therefore, I never knew I was in it. (laughs) To me, it wasn't struggle. That was life. As a result, I managed to collect a lot of really negative experiences throughout my life, as well as many amazing ones. Of course, I've had a pretty incredible life actually, but there was always this deep darkness going on in the background, ruining everything and projecting these negative outcomes into my future. Because I had all this evidence to say that things would not work, that they would be hard, they would fail. In fact, failure is a really big part of this. I really just set myself up for a life of failure. I believed that I would never complete anything, finish anything, that I would fail at everything that I did. And of course this isn't conscious. I would never think that on the surface level about myself, but I know now that that's what was running the show. And it was really challenging to have this negative force always attacking me (laughs) and really interrupting the beauty and magic of life and what was actually possible. So I'm sure you can imagine I had really challenging relationships, business collaborations, jobs, <laughs> households, living with flatmates, financial situations. I mean, honestly, I, you name it, I felt struggle in every one of those domains of life, but especially my health living with chronic pain chronic fatigue depression anxiety and so many other issues for all of those years created an existence of struggle it was like my body was a pure reflection of my struggle it was a struggle to wake up to be in my body to go to my job that i was miserable at to come home to people that used to rub me the wrong way and to a relationship that wasn't quite right. And I mean, honestly, the list could go on, but it's a sad, boring, long list. So (laughs) let's just say I painted the picture. I think you know where I'm at. It was really fucking hard. (laughs) And I didn't want it to stay that way. So lucky for me, if I am experiencing a deep complaint, I generally do something about it. I'd rather do something about it than continuously complain. Complain to myself, complain to my circle of friends, my family, about the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I got to admit, those people still frustrate me. It's like, well, do something. (laughs) Do something different. (laughs) For me, I'm always going to do something different. I will find a different experience because What was behind all of that was such idealism and such a belief and I guess a deep knowing that life could be amazing, it didn't have to be like this. I was open to trying everything, so I went on some really big journeys into my own inner world, into personal transformation, my own spiritual awakening. I worked on my relationships and especially my relationship with myself and my body. That was key. (laughs) And yeah, I've gained so much out of that and it has really helped me move beyond this place of struggle. Along my way on this very enlightening journey, I met many people just like me who had a whole host of issues going on in their life almost in every domain, just like me, and they too experienced a lot of struggle. So whilst I can certainly take responsibility for struggle in my life, and it is in my gene keys (laughs) that I will struggle, (laughs) at least initially, I get that it's really a big part of me. I guess I became curious as to why so many people struggle with simply being alive. And most people don't even know it just like me. It's not till hindsight that you look back after a life of struggle and you see how much you created for yourself unnecessarily. And that really is to me, I guess a sad thought that life can be so incredible. It can be full of so much goodness, of this super abundance. Yet many will never know what that looks and what that feels like. I mean, there is a massive part of our human family that actually live in genuine struggle. We all know this, that survive off a very small income, have very little access to clean water, to resources, to food, to many other necessities of life. And there's this giant proportion of people who do live in lands of plenty and they have access to so much. So why is that not the experience of the everyday person? Why are so many in Struggle Street, especially when it comes to mental wellness? So basically I'm saying that it's not just me and whilst I can take responsibility for everything that's happened in my life and how hard I've made it up until a certain point, I know that this is something that is very widespread and that's what I want to touch on right now. Yeah, I don't know if any of this is true, but I'm just going to share what I'm feeling. I feel that there has been a huge lie perpetuated around abundance. And when I talk about abundance, I mean so many things. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to start with that. Many people may go to money and resources, understandably, and that is a big part of abundance, but it kind of is everything in life. For me, abundance is feeling enriched, not only by what's around you, but by what you're experiencing on the inside. Do you feel rich from the inside out? And generally that then translates to your outer world. So mostly like everything else I say, it's an inside job. But when I think about abundance and I say it means everything, It's different for every person. Everything to me is different to your everything. So when I talk about super abundance, I want you to know that this is my version of it and you will have your very own. Hmm. Okay. So for me, I feel abundance in the richness of my relationships with people that I really love, that I have such a beautiful, deep connection with, that is so supportive to my life, and vice versa for them. I feel it in myself, in my relationship with my body, when I feel rich, like I have all the things I need to help me live an amazing life, from the tools that I've learned to the practices that I've implemented, to the diet and lifestyle changes that I've made that really support me. And when I have all these amazing things that I can do or not do and simply be, and I have the knowledge and the know-how and the experience and the wisdom and the sensations and the memories (laughs) of all this stuff, I just feel so rich. And abundance absolutely exists in the plane of time. When I feel like I have lots of time and lots of space, or I have a short amount of time and I bend it (laughs) somehow because what I need to achieve is somehow more important than following the linear time process in that moment. When I have that level of relationship with time, I feel so rich. I find abundance in my community, in where I live, having access to an amazing beach, to these beautiful rainforests and waterfalls, waterholes, wildlife. I'm just thinking about all the times I've been standing with my bare feet in the earth, whether that's somewhere out in a public place or it's at my friend's property in the Glasshouse Mountains and this amazing beautiful majestic black cockatoo will just arrive so suddenly and just launch through the sky above with its beautiful call such a deep call oh it sends shivers down my spine every time i hear it in those moments i feel so connected to myself and to spirit to the land And I feel like it's always some amazing confirmation when I, yeah, hear that call and see the beauty of the black cockatoo. They are so incredible. I think they're like interdimensional beings, hey? (laughs) like It's almost as if this portal opens up in the sky and suddenly out of nowhere, this black cockatoo comes right through and just covers so much sky in one moment. And then the portal opens at the other end, they shoot through and it closes and they're gone. (laughs) I love those moments. That makes me feel rich. (laughs) So um, It's definitely in genius expression and the exchange of that. So when I am supporting people through my coaching and consultation or just informally when there's no money exchange, like maybe it's with friends or just having a conversation with someone out of the blue and I feel like I'm just giving so much that wants to be given and it needs a place to go, this energy, (laughs) it's all inside of me and it wants to go to places, it wants to reach people, it wants to experience generosity and flow. And when I get that experience, I feel so lit up inside. Even more amazingly is when that gets returned to me, often indirectly through different people and I receive so much. Oh, speaking of receiving, (laughs) um, I feel really rich when friends recognize the role that I play in their life and they do the most beautiful things and Small to even large gestures like buy me presents or shout me something. And so many times they'll say, No, I'm buying this because of how much you've helped me or just because of who you are and the impact that you have on my life. And I think, Oh, yay, (laughs) that makes me feel rich. (laughs) Yeah. And then when I need help and I'm just, Oh, in the, darkness the despair I am struggling (laughs) and I can't see a way out and I'm crying and I'm upset and I'm sharing this with my loved ones my partner or my friends and I'm really just speaking the truth of what's going on for me and why I'm experiencing this and what I need and so many of them come to the table and help me and are there for me to walk me through it to just listen to offer some sort of support when it's appropriate and just to feel how much community I have in my life that I would consider real community where you don't come together just out of convenience or a shared interest, but there's something else going on. There's this deep level of intimacy and trust and perhaps even memories of previous lifetimes that were shared. And we've all come together to alchemize them, to see each other in a whole new light, to interact in different ways and to create something. Maybe there's something beautiful that wants to be expressed from those relationships coming together. And I think what I love most about community is that when you have enough of these amazing beings around you, Everybody plays their role so beautifully that you have all the things. Ah, Don't have a website, go see this person. Need some support with gardening, go see that person. Need a sound healing, a place to stay, (laughs) we've got you covered. That's what I love so much. These amazing skills, this wide variety of different skills coming together and People who are in their mastery really wanting to share it. That's what I love so much. And of course, money can get exchanged or not, or resources can get exchanged or not. That is all the beauty of this realm of exploring new realities is talking openly and honestly about what works, what could work, be willing to look beyond the known ways. It's pretty magical how all this stuff happens. But yeah, that makes me feel super rich. Of course, I feel abundance in money, in resources, in my home being stocked with really amazing organic food from the markets and lots of things that I need. (laughs) I love that. Having all the devices, the technology that I need to do this, to stream, to share with you. I feel so rich with all the things that support my life. And now (laughs) I wanna share about the world of abundance and where it actually comes from and the place where I feel it most, this super abundance. It is in nature, it is in our natural world. And before I go into that, I need to share about the lie. (laughs) That dirty little lie. Who knows where it began? All I know is it just keeps getting perpetuated over and over again through everything in this matrix system from our education system, to our workplaces, to our infrastructure, governments, organizations, you name it. And this lie has been perpetuated for so long that many will find it nearly impossible to believe otherwise. I mean, it's been around for my whole life, and I'm sure many generations before. It's certainly well and alive today. And that is the lie that there is not enough. There's not enough to go around. There's not enough money, water, food, resources, support. Whatever you want to do to fill in that blank, (laughs) it's not true. And I'm speaking from my personal experience, also kind of on behalf of all the other people who've had similar experiences to me, that when you're ready to believe a new story, that is more supportive and more empowering and more helpful to humankind and all of the species in this beautiful planet, you might be pleasantly surprised at what you find. And whilst I appreciate many people's hearts are in the right place as they share this message of doom and gloom about the environment and our ecosystem, our planet, I have to say that there are just partial truths being spoken. It is not the full story. To say that we live on a planet with finite resources, and when they run out and once the water is poisoned and the nutrients in our soil are depleted, that's it. We're all going to die. Extinction time. Now, I'm not really buying that. I don't feel that that happens on a planet that naturally replenishes itself. And sometimes all we need to do is get out of its way. (laughs) And in other times when we as a human family have caused grievous harm, then we need to help with that process through regeneration. But basically the life force energy is there to constantly replenish itself. It's really a matter of tapping into that as opposed to bumping up against it and exerting our will and authority over it. How did we end up in this position where we are surrounded in literally a garden of Eden, so much abundance and life force energy, yet we can't see it, access it, And we are fed this lie that there is lack and scarcity and not enough to go around. And we have to monitor this and watch that, determine what the problem is. Come up with a man-made solution that has very little regard to the laws of nature. And then again, exert our will over nature. All of this blocks the flow, a flow that is infinite and effortless. Yeah, sometimes looking at nature can teach us so much. And sometimes looking at ourselves can teach us so much about nature. And as I'm saying this, I'm just realizing (laughs) where this has come from. For quite a number of years, I have been able to connect to the deepest part of me that has always been in existence. My infinite spark my origin that extends well beyond this body, this life, this amazing planet, this star system, even this universe. (laughs) It is infinite, (laughs) what can I say? And yes, I was made on earth, I am a human being, I was once a baby, I came from a mother and a father, So whilst I was created here, there is a deeper part of me that was never created. It has always been here. It didn't need a powerful universal creator to make me. This part of me has no beginning and no end. It is timelessness, boundlessness. It's truly free. And from that place, I can access within me is an infinite source of abundance, of life force energy, of love, of anything that I actually need in this time, place and location. And I feel that this is true for every single being and especially this amazing planet. I too believe that this planet has this infinite nature Whilst it was created in this reality, it has a source connection as we do. And from that is an infinite supply of all that is required for the planet and for all beings, including humankind. We have everything we need. Oh, but just to see the illusion, the shit fuckery, the, that is right in front of so many eyes, including mine for most of my life, where deep down in my subconscious, I truly believed that there wasn't enough. I could go into this whole tangent about how this came to be, but I don't want to, (laughs) that'll take too long. And I'm bored with having conversations about what's wrong. So I feel like I can cover this off really quickly with a myth, a story about the well-maidens. I became aware of this only a year or two ago and it spoke very deeply to me, even when I just heard the word well-maidens. It was like a memory was awoken inside of me instantly because I was really connecting with the water element that particular year. And of course, I still am. But that was the year that I think initiated this beautiful relationship with water. If you can take yourself back to a very long time ago in the Celt region around the times of the Grail, I believe in these beautiful lands where the well maidens were these creatures who tended not only to the waters of the well, but also to the travelers who came through. They provided these weary travelers with any sustenance that they needed. That could be water, food, or the spiritual connection required for them to continue on with their journey. Along came a king that was a little bit more interested in domination and control of his people, which at a time where kings were more seen as those who served their people, but not this one, he unfortunately raped a well maiden and also encouraged his men to do the same. And these beautiful interdimensional creatures, these well maidens eventually withdrew and no longer served the wells and no longer tended to the people. The story goes that the land became barren and wasted and nothing grew. It was only recently that I was having a very activating conversation with my co-creator and we were in the midst of a pretty powerful experience around receiving and she recounted her take on the well maidens and it pretty much blew my mind. I was like, wow, (laughs) wow. Now that is one easy way to sum up what's happened to this place, what's happened to life, what's happened to earth, and why we don't experience this super abundance, why it seems so far away, yet deep down, come on, you know you feel it's true. This life force energy is everywhere within us. It's not a secret that needs to be unlocked. It's right there. And anyway, I truly hope I recap her interpretation of the well maidens in a way that does it justice, but I'll have a go. So what I heard is the well that holds the waters, that allow for the flow of the waters, this infinite abundance this super abundance, (laughs) the water that flows freely. And the well wasn't just for water, it replenished people with food and spiritual direction. It was kind of like an analogy for everything you need in life. These wells and the well maidens provided an endless supply of all that is needed. And then comes along a king who wants to dominate and control and removes this connection that people have to this superabundance. He cuts it all out so there are no well maidens, there's no water, there's no beautiful golden cup that they would use to tend those travelers. There was nothing left. This lack, this scarcity is then expressed through all the lands and to the naked eye it looks like this place has very little that there's not enough to go around and if these well-maidens were to return the land would replenish itself. So the well-maidens are our connection to this infinite source in nature, this super abundance and the lie that there is not enough is so easily perpetuated when there is such a disconnection from nature. And it's absolutely nuts because we are nature, yet we experience such deep separation, a severing of the cord to the natural world. It is in everything, honestly. It saturates our life because we live in homes, we wear rubber soles on our shoes, we pour down bitumen and cement in miles and miles of cityscape. We constantly interrupt its frequencies with all the different types of technologies that we're using. And people are spending so much time in technology, in other virtual realities, that we are actually losing ourselves in an artificial world. There is Mother Earth and there's a motherboard. And so many people are leaving Mother Earth and plugging themselves into the motherboard. That is where their energy, focus, attention, and their awareness is residing. It's even in our language we say that we live on Earth or on this planet. But how incredibly detached is that phrase? That phrase keeps us separate from Earth. And I feel that it comes from the place of exerting our will onto Earth, onto the resources, our power over. So we say we live on Earth like we're not even really here. We live in Earth. We live within this planet. We are intrinsically linked to the whole, the whole system. I think a sure sign that our relationship with Earth is changing is when more and more people start recognizing that we live within this planet. Now, when we're living within something instead of on it, we are a part of it. We have access to all there is instead of standing from the outside and taking what we need. There's a very big difference. (laughs) It's huge to me and vastly unexplored. Now, what does this all have to do with Struggle Street? Plenty! As I found myself in the midst of lack and scarcity, I also listened to a hunch inside my body. My body wisdom was speaking to me and for many years it has been saying over and over again, get yourself into nature. Touch it. Play with the soil in your hands, take your shoes off, allow your skin to touch the ground. Listen to the gentle sounds of the breeze in the leaves and the birds. Immerse yourself in all of these sounds, all of these beautiful frequencies that are harmonizing you. Every single second we spend outside of nature, we are out of our habitat. Our natural habitat is not a house with air conditioning, (laughs) okay? It's not sitting at a desk or at a car. It's not breathing recycled air and listening to the sounds of news people, anchors talking crap and telling you about everything that's wrong with you and the world. That is not the sounds that we are meant to be hearing our bodies thrive when they get dips in nice beautiful fresh water, cold water, ocean water and when we lie outside at night and absorb the energy of the stars. When we dig our hands a little in the ground and play with the soil and the millions of <laughs> of beautiful microorganisms that are in relationship with you in that moment, that are literally there to help you make you feel happy, (laughs) that actually have an impact on your hormones and all the communications that are happening in your body. And when our feet touch the ground and we dump the build up of static electricity in our bodies and these negative ions rush through our system and help clean our blood and keep our red blood cells negatively charged and separate from each other. So we're not clumping our blood and we're improving our circulation, our whole system it's when we stare into a sunrise or a sunset i mean (laughs) they're so beautiful for a reason it means we're meant to look at them that sunlight is so healthy for our bodies and our skin and oh my goodness not only that When you stare at a fire at night, instead of a TV, you're outside and you're breathing fresh air with your feet on the ground. You're staring at potential energy that has been locked up inside that wood for so long and is now finally releasing back into the atmosphere. This is how we heal, not just heal. This is how we maintain our health. We have a health epidemic because we are so disconnected from nature. Now that is just one domain in life. I could go through every one of them. The impact of our disconnection from nature on our relationships, on our finances, on how we organize as communities, how we organize as systems, political systems, Government structures, oh my gosh, there's so much to share, which I'll save for another day (laughs) because I'll get off topic, but I just wanted to share that there is so much abundance in nature and if we follow nature's principles, we have everything we need. When we exert our will over nature, we have to keep creating energy and keep accessing finite resources. And we stay in this reality of scarcity and that there's not enough unplug from that artificial system, that lie and plug yourself into the natural source of all abundance, all prosperity. This is how we thrive together. And together is a key word. When I look at the incredible relationships in nature between all different types of species, I see how my life has moved from struggle to super abundance. (laughs) It's so clear to me. There is so much support in nature and it's an incredible exchange of energy. Even just looking at the mycelium network and their relationship with the trees. And the trees, oh, they're amazing! <laughs> How they look after one another when one starts to die. How they protect and nurture that tree through such a beautiful death process. Uh, how they then support extra growth to fill that hole in the canopy and continue that ecosystem that they have spent years developing, thriving the way it was before. It's really quite amazing how they know their role. (laughs) The bee knows its role, the flower knows its role. It's not trying to do or be anything else. It just knows that when it taps into its mastery alongside many others that are tapping into their mastery, you have a flourishing, thriving community. And I believe that this is possible for the world. I certainly feel a deep connection with ancient times where we had thriving communities Where just like the well-maidens servicing the travelers and all the people who needed food and water and a spiritual connection, we had that experience with each other. There really wasn't any need to stop it all, systemize it and start sharing it out to people and create these major gaps in power and wealth. Like right now, humankind is not really reflecting all of nature's principles. In many ways, it is some pretty animalistic ways, certainly. But how they work in unison and in community, we are just discovering this. So if you're one of those people who have been feeling really sad, quite negative about our future and where we're heading, I just want to let you know that we have an amazing system that works, that is available to us and every day more and more people are realizing this. It brings me so much joy to see how many people are really stopping and taking time with nature. Back to my story, (laughs) I don't know what just happened then. but. I was telling you all about moving from struggle street to abundance and got a little carried away. But anyway, I'm back on track and I now know what I wanted to share with you. And that is, hmm, about three years ago, maybe more, I found myself in relationship with other women and we started mimicking the principles of nature. Whilst we came together around a creation, we allowed it to flow just as nature intended. We didn't try and control it or exert our will over it. Or if it wanted to take us a different way, well, we just jumped on board. It was a river and we jumped in. We had no idea where we were going, but we trusted where this energy was taking us we met regularly and created a thriving community of giving and receiving. (laughs) It was really quite beautiful because we weren't coming from a place of fear or lack or need. We were just arriving with our mastery and turning up authentically, matching exactly where we were at at the time. If we needed to just receive, we received. If we felt we wanted to give, we gave and in this place we allowed our unique genius to shine, be seen, be activated by one another. It was so powerful because through this process we were able to uncover our mastery And just like in nature, we started spending time only on our mastery and not on other things that are not inherently who we are. (laughs) So there was no force or control over how things should be, how things should look. There was just a lot of deep listening and patience and being shown where we were being taken there was such an organic expression of this co-creation, which became Grail Leadership. And what I mean by that is that we didn't have this idea about how it should be, and well, we did. (laughs) But we were very loose about it. We were like, this is how I think it's gonna be, and let's see what happens. But what happened surprised us every time, and it organically formed, so that would happen, and then we would name it oh, this is what we're doing now. It's already happening. We're just naming it. So there wasn't this controlling how things should be, exerting our will over this creation. It was really quite amazing because this is when I started to feel really rich in different areas of my life. Not all the time, but it's when I noticed there was less struggle and life is hard and more ease. It's like, oh, I had this amazing group of women who love me, who truly see me, who acknowledge me, who give to me, who receive from me. And there's this epic flow, this flow of energy, this Taurus field of infinite energy. And it's almost like we switched energy sources because I found that mostly my energy came from my body. And I had a certain amount each day And when that ran out, too bad. And unfortunately, with such a long history of health complications and some annoying category called chronic fatigue, which I don't really think is the thing that I have, but people call it that, I didn't seem to have much fuel. I had a very small amount, I would say a third of a tank of the average person from what I could gather by observing people and paying attention to myself each day. So yeah, I didn't have much to give. And many times I would rock up to this space and feel like I have nothing to give. And instead of being met with, well, you need to play your fair share and do your part. I was met with, well, why don't you just receive today? (laughs) Hmm, A whole different space to be in a whole different type of relationship, community, collaboration, when where you're at is truly honored. And boy, does that spark flow. (laughs) When someone needs to receive, how much it lights them up when they get to receive and they don't have to be anything or do anything. And it's not hard work in these types of spaces. Actually, I just had the most amazing experience with this only yesterday, which now I'm realizing is probably what sparked this whole stream. Okay, I get it now. Right, so that's why I woke up and felt to share about this. So yesterday, I went out to my friend's property in the Glasshouse Mountains. Um, This place is incredible. It's nestled right among the family of mountains. We met there and we opened up what in Grau leadership we call a round table. It's the collaborative space that we can work from. The round table is inspired by the Knights of the Round Table in Arthurian times and Avalon and all that amazing stuff that happened or didn't happen but provided us with amazing myths and stories <laughs> to to learn about ourselves and life and how we can connect into this unlimited source of abundance this infinite energy the holy grail whatever we want to call it so we met there and this was the very first time that all the people at this round table were sitting at a round table it was their very first experience and every single one of us has had many of these we're starting some new initiative or new project or collaboration, whether it be something in their work or their business, a community thing. And they've had all those moments of, oh, I've got to like play my role, put effort in and I've got to do jobs now. I have extra tasks to do every week and I've got to turn up to this meeting and things can go wrong and drama can happen and You know, all the stuff (laughs) that happens in that old reality. So I've been living in this new reality for this specific area for years. And I just have no idea what it's gonna be like for everybody. But anyway, we sat down outside on the ground under this beautiful macadamia tree, which had, I believe, a tawny owl or a frog perhaps, or something that was making a really strange sound at moments of, I guess, confirmation (laughs) at what was being said and felt by everyone in the group. So we sat down and for my first time, I facilitated a round table. Well, it wasn't quite facilitation. I was introducing the principles of the round table and I'm also a participant in this round table. So I guess I was in a pretty unique position and I was curious about what was going on for everyone else. What I did know is we have all had amazing experiences in community. Without realizing it, we had all developed such a beautiful friendship with and between each other, oh, in the most magical way that has been building over nearly a couple of years now. We had all become so close and realized we had so many similar dreams that were waking up inside of us by the nature of coming together. It's like we called each other into our lives to remember why we came here together to do something. It's been really amazing. So even with all those positive experiences, I was so amazed to see what unfolded. Such effortlessness, such ease and such grace. It was so much fun. We have these major projects that we want to complete together, or at least we think we know what they look like. We're clearly not going to exert our will over it. We just have an idea of what we want to create and we will go from there. But the ease of how that went and how much fun it was, and there's just no hard work, and every principle that I shared into this space about what a round table looks like, which I'm sorry I can't go into right now. (laughs) It'll definitely be in an episode in the new Grail Leadership Podcast, which is coming out very soon. So we will definitely be talking a lot about that. But anyway, as I'm sharing all these principles and then somebody would speak up, The process that unfolded was such deep love and honoring of what that person was saying and how it was informing the whole, the whole group, the project, the original intention of why we've come together. And it's like the principles came alive. The energy of this space feels so new. Every conversation has this newness to it that I've never experienced in other places my years of many things I've done before coming across Grow Leadership. And I truly feel like these principles that have come through my co-creator, the visionary, are in line with nature. And this is how we move forward in leadership, In business uh, that word whatever it is our creative endeavors (laughs) it's how we move forward in relationships in wellness we can open a round table for anything and turn leadership inside out it is so powerful and anyway side tangent getting back to what I'm talking about is that these types of relationships that come together in these intimate spaces, these round tables, creates this whole new reality with everyone who meets there. In this place will emerge an abundance of everything that you need. All the resources, all the people to attract the resources. (laughs) Everything that you need for your own journey, your own personal transformation is there. And that is the beauty of these types of spaces, these co-creative fields, is that you come around this shared intention and whether that gets fulfilled the way you see it will or not is a mystery, (laughs) generally not, but usually always way better than you ever imagined. But anyway, it's not really about what you created. The gold is from who you become because you were willing to come into these spaces together. You were willing to be this intimate with each other, to trust and to create in the first place, to go through all the things that are required of you to be in this space where everything comes up. Your leadership wounds, your creator wounds, your masculine wounds, your feminine wounds, it's all there and it's held in this beautiful space of alchemy. And in this I find is how we tap into this super abundance within when we are held and seen and acknowledged and we move beyond our wounding, beyond our pains, beyond our fears, where we finally not only see, but embody that everything that we need can come from within each of us. We can find our own safety and our own security, our own resources, our own abundance from within our infinite source. And then when it's with other people, it is multiplied so magically that's when we reach true abundance. I think abundance happens within me and super abundance happens in community. And for so long, humankind have been separated from one another. We have gone from this way of living into this silo approach where we're all sitting in our own individual silos. We all have to get our own house, buy our own things for that house that we use, very little (laughs) sometimes and why can't a whole street share some things, right? (laughs) And we have to do it all ourselves, raise kids ourselves and do all the work to bring in the finances required to pay for that house and that car and look after our own health, tend to our self-care, be a good mother, father, brother, sister, peer, friend, colleague, do things for other people Oh my gosh, it's so tiring, everyone is so busy doing all these things and they don't need to do them alone. There are so many people out there in the world that are so well resourced, that are masters at many things that you're not, (laughs) that I'm not and we have our own mastery to give and what would it be like if we were all expressing our mastery as much as we possibly can and tending to the very things that only we can tend to for ourselves. But most of the time we're in this dance with community. If we love cooking, if we're great with children, if we love doing things with our hands, if we love problem solving, if we wanna engineer things and create new ways of doing things, like let's just focus on what we're frigging good at (laughs) and let's do it together in community. That is superabundance because that whole life that everyone is living, whether people realize it or not, many are experiencing a life of struggle. And we don't have to do this alone anymore. All this messaging over the last few years has really amped up the isolation, the separation, the fear of one another and nature is telling us to come together. And reclaim your role in this abundant, intrinsically connected, mega ecosystem. What can we do from that place? I don't know. I don't want to know. I want to be surprised because I'm surprised every day by how much easier my life is because I am willing to be in community, in collaboration, in co-creation, and be in relationship with others to ask for help, to receive, to offer my help. In fact, honestly, that's where it all began for me. I just started feeling like I was so restricted in who I was. And I felt there was all of these conditions and controls placed over me, especially in my business that I had to experience this direct transaction of money for time. And all I wanted to do was to give my stuff away, to be generous and to share my wisdom and to support people who have picked a similar journey for me for whatever reason. And, and I just happened to have a few things to share about that yeah (laughs) that's where it began it's not this stingy holding on this lack energy it's this generosity that really opened it up for me and that may not be the pathway for you you may be in a place where you need to receive right now it is different for everyone because nature will show us that (laughs) there will be. Plants or animals that are sick or wounded or suffering and others that are thriving and supporting. It's really a mixed bag. It's working out where you're at and what you need. This super abundance is our future. I truly feel. It feels so good to say that because I see and experience it in my life and the life of others. I mean, How could it not be in the life of others? This exists only because of others, (laughs) this amazing community, this connection. And I just want to share one more thing before I finish up today. That is, there are so many people that have been wounded by collaboration, community and relationships. And I don't want you to feel deterred in any way. (laughs) I really want to let you know that all of that was for a very important purpose because often we gather together around a core wound whether that's for a business or a relationship and we play out that wound. As long as we are leaning into life and not taking the other person or the situation too literally and see it as a beautiful opportunity presented to us to overcome, we are healing our wounds. We are becoming whole again and there is a threshold that gets reached where suddenly there's just not much being triggered in you anymore. There's less drama appearing in your life. In fact, lots of people have left that seem to cause a lot of drama. And you start to have really positive experiences because you're not acting from a place of fear, of abandonment, of hmm, greed even. There's so many energies that come into play in these fields. And as you move through these processes and your inner journey, your personal transformations, which may take you being a little hermit for a while (laughs) and at times again and again through life. I mean, I, I cycle through the hermit many times when I need to. These are times that I feel are really important to gather myself and often I do a lot of shedding and I do a big rebirth and re-emerge at the end. So there's a place and a time for everything but I do feel we are heading towards this beautiful connection through community and relationship that we see in nature and as humankind continue this incredible journey our conscious evolution our evolution and our inner evolution that happens on the inside well some call it the involution we are going to see more and more of this coming together like how our cells formed to be human <laughs> and we are doing that as a human family we are coming together in unification and not that whole unity, one way of believing things and what's politically correct and this is what everyone should think and dress and wear and look like and talk like. Not that sort of unity (laughs) where everyone has to believe the same spiritual beliefs. No, 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 no. The unity of expression of unique genius that's what nature shows us we're not all meant to become the same people with the same thoughts we're meant to be different expressions of one whole living entity and that is our pathway from struggle and believing that there is not enough to unplugging ourselves from an artificial reality into the natural one <laughs> that has been here all along this new reality that I keep talking about it's always been here <laughs> anyway it's the pathway to super abundance so thank you for playing your role and being here for this stream i'd love to hear any of your thoughts and insights around your journey with struggle or super abundance and if you feel like sharing go to grail leadership forward slash streaming wisdom and please send me a message and tell me all about it all right until next time bye for now wow thank you for listening i appreciate you making the space in your life to tune into this episode of streaming wisdom I trust you enjoyed it so much that you're about to share it with a loved one who may welcome this wisdom being sent their way. So you're aware, I'm not on social media at the time of this release. So if you wish to say hello, ask a question, or browse my current offers, go to grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. And the best way to stay in touch is to subscribe on my website where you can receive my seasonal email musings and a heads up when new episodes are released. If you have received greatly from streaming wisdom and feel an urge to give back, here are my most cherished ways of receiving your appreciation. One is to share an episode on social media or with a loved one. Another is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and reviews are very welcomed. You can also make a financial contribution via the podcast page. Again, that's brailleleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. However you contribute, know that it fills my heart and fuels more episodes of Streaming Wisdom. Thank you again, wise one. See you next time.